we would finish work at 7 p.m. And I felt weird leaving at 7. This one girl, she wasn't doing any work. And one time my colleague said, just to let you know, this person's been watching the same five minute video of a cat on YouTube for the last two hours. Welcome to the Probably Not Legit podcast. I'm your host, Elia. And I'm your other host, Zachary. Today, we're going to talk about work culture in China. So Zachary brought up this idea first on our video call one night. Yeah, because I saw this thing recently about by 2030-something, China expects to have a huge number of freelancers. I should probably know the date and the number, but it indicated in this article that Chinese people, especially young people, are pretty fed up with this whole office culture and working like crazy in the office. And it's also related, I think, to this thing I've also seen about kind of infatuation with this idea of lying flat. Which I, which I think is, is a relatively new thing in China, right? Yeah. And do you want to explain what lying flat means? Uh, we have an equivalent Chinese term in Chinese called tangping. That literally means like lying flat on the bed. I think it's the same thing, right? I thought it meant kind of... Not doing more, anything. Very, yeah, living a relaxed life, yeah, basically. basically doing nothing. Re- live a relaxed lifestyle. But I I think the reason people are becoming drawn to this is because of the Chinese work culture. Yeah, it's really extreme. We have invented a couple of terms for the extreme working hours. Nine, nine, six. Yeah, nine, nine, six. That means work starts at nine, finishes at nine uh, a.m. and p.m. respectively. And six work days in a week. Now With, there, now there are twelve, twelve, seven. Have you heard of that? No. What like noon to midnight, seven days a week? Yeah. I never heard of this. <laughs> That's worse than nine nine six. Or maybe it's nine twelve seven. I forgot which one is it. It's actually a pretty common phenomenon when it comes to Asian working culture. You can find same case in in not India, I don't know, but in Japan and Korea. People in those countries are also workaholics. I don't know if they wanted to work that much, but I feel like that's acknowledged that you're supposed to do something like that. So going back to the 996 thing, this was uh, this was a term that became famous because of Jack Ma, right? Didn't he say something about this a few years back? Maybe. I feel like if he said that, that's possible. Like it could be so trendy now. Yeah, I mean, I thought he said something about the fact that... Uh, this is how you get ahead. This is a necessary thing. And a lot of people seem to believe that and also go along with it. But at the same time, it strikes me as a little bit bizarre because in my working experience here, I've seen two sides of it, actually three sides of it. One where A lot of people, they don't really work that hard. They're just kind of there in the office. 
and they stay late to make it look like they're working. That's one type. The other type is they work the normal hours. They work fine, maybe nothing excessive or nothing too little, but in the middle. And then other people who do work like crazy and they do, they never come in early, but they always leave very late. And sometimes I remember getting emails from bosses at like two, three o'clock in the morning. And then I have to question, are they actually awake at that time? Because they need to be, or are they sending emails at that time because they want to they wanna look like they're working hard? So when it comes to working culture, like Zachary said, there are different types of people who pretend to work very hard, who actually work hard, and the bosses who always work hard. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what do the bosses do, to be honest. I've never entered like management level yet. But for like ordinary staffs like me in the office, I feel like it's like there are just this amount of work. You can finish it in an hour. You can finish it in a day. It depends on your attitude. Um, like for my previous job, the workload wasn't too much if you like split into like a daily task. But then most of the time you just like procrastinate. Um, and then also there is a risk that if you finish it early, then the, your boss can like, assign you more tasks. So you just like stall it and finish like before the work hour finishes. Yeah. But then on the other side, my previous job, like we had to work with other departments. So sometimes you can, what you can do is to wait. So wait till them finish, then you can continue on doing things. And then that made your work hour longer, right? For example, I'm supposed to get off work at 7 p.m., but the illustrators hasn't finished the storyboard. Um, and then I have to wait for them to finish storyboard so I can like edit and you know provide feedbacks and stuff. And if I don't do it on that day, they have something scheduled the next day like for filming or shooting, if I don't have the storyboard in my hand and then everything edited, then I can't go on to the next process. But I have to go on the next process tomorrow because everything's booked, like the studio, the actors, the makeup. So it pushes you to work late. Sometimes I feel like I was forced to do a lot of things because everything is scheduled. And then looks like you can't really change the date because it involves so many people. That's how I generally feel. I feel really tired in my last job. Because I was always like in this dead cycle of waiting for other people to finish and everything has to be on time. Um, and then I had to sacrifice a lot of my private time to make it happen. But that that's also, I think, a problem of whoever is the project manager or whoever is running the show is not either either they know it's too much and they don't care or they're just not planning accordingly, like not not making not providing enough time between each step of the process, essentially. Yeah, I think that's that's true. But then she planned, the, the project manager planned the dates for everything according to like product team or some other team who, you know, determined the release time for each video. So for example, this video is has to be like at least, at late be released in January 1st then everything has to plan like two or three months ahead of time, right? So uh, in that case, it gives pressure to the, the project team who makes stuff. And then we have the pressure too. 
So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I feel like everyone is working very late. Everything has to be finished immediately. Yeah, that always bothered me. When it's like, when do you need it? Oh, ASAP. Well, that doesn't mean anything to me. If you tell you, if you tell me you need it as soon as possible, it's like, what, you need it in five minutes? Or you, like, what, it doesn't mean anything. It, it would always bother me. But I, it made me think about something in terms of managers. Like, what, what, are they, what do managers, what are they always doing? In my previous job, they were always in meetings. And when I became a manager, I was a pretty low-level manager. But there was a period of time where I basically got caught up in going to a lot of meetings. And the reality is most of these meetings were just completely useless. But managers, the higher-level manager you are, the more meetings you have because there's more things that you need to be involved in or if more things that you need to be in the loop about. But I mean, there were weeks when I remember I would be in meetings five, six hours in a day. And then you have very little time to do any actual work. You have to oversee your own team. You have to have projects and planning for your own team. In addition to knowing all of these, all of these other things. So I feel, I feel like that would that was the biggest problem in terms of, yeah, managers are always busy because they're always in meetings that half the time they don't need to go to, and for me, also we had the same problem in terms of like, oh, this person is setting the deadline, right? But I started pushing back against people about the timelines, basically saying. No, this isn't possible. And then I would go to my boss and they would say, and I would explain to them, you know, the, the process and how it's not enough time. We have to create this and this and this and this. This is a time-consuming process. We can't do it with such short notice. We require more time to get it done. And then things actually started changing where curriculum would either notify us more in advance or in some cases they would they would essentially not delay the release but keep us more in the loop and i think they changed their process a little bit so that things would be easier for us in terms of providing certain materials that we needed to create training material because maybe some background is necessary so i was working for a company an online esl company that had teachers in North America teaching kids in China. And I was responsible for creating teacher training resources. So that the teacher training resources were essentially based on the curriculum of that course that was being developed. So the curriculum team had their own schedule and we had to basically follow what the curriculum team was doing and align on the launch dates. But we had less time than them because we had to make sure that teachers were trained and ready to go. But at the end of the day, we changed the way things were done and it just became easier. And then I went from working normally 10 hours a day to working a little bit less, but it was still very, it was still a very stressful situation. And it ended up becoming just, at the end of it, it just got kind of boring because it was always like the same nonsense and dealing with the same thing. But 
I didn't really want to talk too much about that. I want to talk more about the work culture because I feel that there were other people that I worked with. I knew that they didn't have that much work, but they would still be there late in the night, 7.30, 8, eating their dinner in front of their desk. And it's like, why are you here? Why are you eating dinner in front of your desk when you don't have work to do? Like, what is the purpose of this? You know, it just, it seems like a really bizarre thing just to be seen, to be working. But the, the thing is, it, I feel like it worked, you know? People would see you there and the managers would see you and it's like, oh, you know, people are working. Or one time, uh, the, the big boss of the company came to that floor and it was working time had started and no one was there. It was like two minutes past when work was supposed to start and there was no one there because people would normally kind of come in a little bit late, but then they would leave late to make it look like they're working more. They would leave late, but almost never be early, which is weird because if you come early and then leave on time, people think, oh, this person doesn't work that hard. They're not a good worker because they're leaving on time, but no one knows that they come in early because no one sees them. <laughs> yeah, because uh, I think both our previous companies didn't use the system like uh, what's the like time your work hour kind of thing well they did they only started using a kind of not a time card but basically you swipe when you enter and you swipe when you leave they only started that when things started getting bad yeah so in the majority of the time there's no one to track uh how long you work there right so it's pretty flexible but you're supposed to be there when the work hour starts like around 10 to 11 it's pretty flexible for different departments yeah because there is nothing to track it so you're expected to finish your job of the day in time like within the, the hour but then like Zachary said no one sees you when you go there early right so why bother go to work so early and then everybody goes home so late and you can't really go to work early yeah, and I would even, when I would leave on time, I felt self-conscious because everyone was still there. We would finish work at 7 p.m. And I felt weird leaving at 7. Normally, for a long time, I didn't leave until around 7.30 just because it felt weird to leave on time. Yeah, it creates this culture that is unhealthy because you're supposed to get off at 7 p.m., but then everyone else is working and then that made you feel bad, right? Like, oh, I don't, I don't know. I think the people you talked about who would be there and eat food, they just wanted to, I think you got the gist exactly. They just want to show people like, oh, I'm working so late, I'm working so hard, but he's just eating food. <laughs> it's just a mentality that you're not supposed to leave before your boss leaves. Uh, maybe, but the bosses always work super late. I mean, they were even going into the office during the lockdown. Yeah, so which I don't understand is your boss makes more money than you. Uh, he or she has more responsibilities. Uh, and then it's pretty common that they work quite late. But you are making less money. You have less responsibility. And you usually live so far away from the company. And that takes a long time to commute in a big city like this. Why do you pretend that? What's what's the benefit? Okay, your boss see, sees you working so late, so he or she gonna promote you because you're working. Isn't the product you make, like the actual work you done, matter? 
But I mean, I feel like half the time, half the time people aren't really aware of what you're doing exactly. They don't even know the work that you're producing. If, especially if work is coming from a team or coming from a group of people, it's hard, they're not, it, they're almost not never gonna know who exactly is, has done what. Only, only mid-level people will know who is producing what. Higher level people, they would never know. That's what, at least that was my experience. Previously, they just see the finished product, but they don't know if it's from this person or this person or the other person. They'll only know based on what the mid-level person says in terms of recommendation. Oh, so you see, they see you work hard, they recommend you. They're not, yeah. they're not blind, right? You're just eating food there. <laughs> yeah, but you're there. Okay, whatever. Uh, I'm quite sick of the Chinese working culture anyways. It's just really unhealthy. I always felt really tired, no energy to do anything. I feel like I, my health was an all-time low. Always, You were always expected to reply messages. You were always expected to be there like through like social media or it's just too much and then on top of that there is like secret wars in the company that you don't know you have to know which side you should be on <laughs> yeah and I, and i think this is this is something that because i'm a foreigner i'm able to essentially stay out of but i know that there would be essentially competitions between people especially with the managers and bosses they're always trying to make themselves look better and i remember even like something that a colleague of mine it, like he had this idea for something and it went really well his boss basically took the credit for it just to be like yeah i did this even though he he didn't it wasn't even his idea but i, I and i because i do i do see that especially at my at my school, because I see how the the principal is essentially powerless because the other people are, I don't know, they're basically running the show. And I feel like there's a lot of times there's these battles between the kind of behind the scenes between the, the vice principals and the principal. They're trying to like outmaneuver each other somehow. Um, and... I think it's crazy. This is just like politics. But I remember also like this happens a lot. And I think it's not just in China, you know, the whole office politics game is a really big thing because if you become friends with a boss or you get to know them really well and they like you, you can get away with so much. You can get away with barely doing any work just because someone likes you or just because you seem like a nice person. It's strange. I remember there was a, a colleague she she was project manager and she was working out with the boss and she didn't really seem to be doing that much. But then in the end, she left the company anyway. So it's kind of like, well, I guess she didn't, I don't know if she was trying to like kiss up to the person or get in the good graces somehow. But I mean, just as a foreigner, I do feel like it's more difficult, especially in a, in a company with so many non- foreign staff that just to make yourself accepted is really difficult and takes a really long time. I remember like I've only 
only there, there's not that many foreigners who were working at the company I worked for before. And even then, there was only one other person who was one other foreigner in that office who was a, who was a manager. And his Chinese was really good. So it made sense that he was able to, you know, communicate with other people and do a pretty good job overall. But even then, a lot of the foreigners were seen as just kind of, oh, this one's too emotional. This one doesn't reply to messages. And this one says no to you because he doesn't want to work overtime. So he's not reliable. You know, just kind of, it's a really different I mean, I feel even within the Chinese work, work culture, it throws everything upside down when you have all these foreigners who are basically refusing to take part. Because, I mean, th that's the thing. You have people who are working like crazy, and then a lot of the foreigners are just like, nope, it's 7 p.m., I'm out, bye. You know, they, they just leave on the button. But then they never get promoted, or they never really get any more responsibility because... People are like, no, this person, they don't, they're not willing to do the work. So when when I was trying to get promoted, I was always working late and coming up with new ideas. But it got to the point where it was just too much, you know. Sometimes midnight sending messages on Slack or weekends doing things, communicating with our like people. Uh, if because if there's a if there's a message like you have to reply, you can't ignore a message, which is the one nice thing about the school the school because I have no problem ignoring messages from like if anyone unless a parent sends something, and even then I won't ever reply right away. I'll reply like by the next day or I'll just send a quick message and get it done with, but never have to deal with a lot of actual work that needs to be done you know another thing about the the work culture that i've seen is just this tendency to deal with things in a reactive way like we don't we're not gonna we're not gonna try to make anything better if there's a problem we'll fix it right and i saw that so much it's not never being proactive never trying to fix a problem before it happens, but always just busy, so busy dealing with problems that come up, you don't even have time to be proactive because you're always being reactive. I don't know if that's something that you've experienced or if something that you think is a, a th common thing here. I think I agree with you. People don't really be like, what's the word? Proactive. proactive. But they are quite reactive. I think that's true. Uh, maybe a different example was my previous job. Bef like before we create the videos, when we sat down and had these meetings to talk about things, it's really bizarre. It detailed into the pronunciation of a T at the end or in the middle of a word. And they would be like, oh no, the parents don't like when you don't pronounce the T. So you need to be careful with that. So that idea is brought up at the very early age and executed until like recording. And then the funny thing is when you are in the studio and then you tell an American, can you pronounce the T in the end? And they're like, we don't really pronounce the T in this word. Uh, but can you please pronounce it? Because it's like the parents always pointed it out. 
that foreigners don't pronounce the T. <laughs> so they want they want the they want the teachers to pronounce it wrong because that's what parents want. Yeah. So basically, you're making things that I don't know. Are these are is it English anymore? I don't know. It's like became something so weird and awkward. Even the actors on set they were complaining all the time about these pronunciations. Yeah, I mean that's things that always had to deal with, which is which is really funny because both the companies that we worked for were basically parents paying for their kids to do extra English less English lessons, but at the international and private schools. That parents spend huge amounts of money. Teachers are from Russia. They're from Ukraine. They're from South America. They're from everywhere. You know, they're they're not very few of them are native. But what is considered to be native speakers, and but they all have different accents: British, Irish. And these parents don't ever complain about accent. That's that's the irony. I that's think. Ri- ridiculous of parents like correcting native speakers' accents or the way they pronounce words, it, which I really don't understand. Because they're comparing the pronunciation of the words to like a Chinese English textbook, which is like so bizarre. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk too much about it. Let's go back to the work culture. <laughs> <laughs> so in general. I don't like Chinese working culture, and I don't advocate it.、Uh, I think people should just be working at the time they are supposed to work, and they shouldn't be responsible for replying messages after work.、Um, and then, yeah, it should be just like that. Yeah, and I, and I do I do think the biggest one of the biggest issues is in terms of how how the manager manages. You know, it all it always is going to come down to that, or how the project is is planned, because when I whenever I would delegate tasks to my team, I would always tell them what is the the timeline for something, but I always make sure that they had enough time to do it. You know, it was always very. There was only one time where. One person, someone on my team, ended up staying up really late to do something, and she didn't even tell me about it until a few months later when she got so upset she was crying about something, and I felt so bad that I'm like, well, you could have just sent me a message being like, hey, I need more time with this. I would have been okay with that because it wasn't a high priority thing anyway. So I mean, there's almost always there's always going to be if the manager is understanding and. If they listen to you and communicate well, then it'll it'll work out. Because, but there are some people who legitimately just sit and watch YouTube videos like for half the day. I have a story. I don't know if this is appropriate. Well, you can cut it out, right? If it's no good. This one girl, she wasn't doing any work, and one time my colleague said, "Just to let you know, this person's been watching the same five-minute video of a cat on YouTube for the last two hours." Which I thought was really funny, but also really disturbing. Like you're watching the same five-minute video for how many times in a row? And then, and then I removed her from a project, and she she got really upset. 
and then went to my boss saying, you know, why are you removing this person from this project? And I'm saying, well, this person isn't doing any work on this project, so why are they on this project? So I do think that the positive thing in all of this is that young people are getting sick of this kind of work culture and they just don't want to deal with it anymore. So they're looking for ways to live their own life, live a simple life, and basically change the trend to find their own way. And if that means being freelance and working freelance, working from home, working less, I think that, I hope that this is going to be a continuing trend here in China because... Which is also a good trend, I think. It is a good trend. And I, and, and I think that people want more out of life. They don't just want to work. Even if, because what's the point of working 80 hours a week if you don't even have time to relax? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Even I, when I was first, when I was sacked, I felt so empty without my job. Like I felt so depressed went through a mental breakdown because I couldn't adapt to the life that that I was I was supposed to live like have a balanced lifestyle right so I was so anxious about not having a job and so anxious about like not being productive uh, but obviously I'm now in a different loop of not being very productive uh, but I at least I'm happier right my health is better um, and then I am I've made peace with like not working so much yeah so i hope people i hope a lot more young people fight over these unhealthy work culture just try to do something about it like yeah i think young people are doing it so i shouldn't be too worried about it i just hope this unhealthy work culture you know disappear as soon as possible (laughs) yeah i mean unfortunately i feel like it's not I mean, while I hope it it ends soon, I don't think it will. As long as people continue to follow the status quo and just continue to think that the only way to succeed is to work for a company and the company is going to dictate terms and they're going to run your life, essentially. Yeah, everybody starts startups. (laughs) Yeah. All right, so that'll be all for today's discussion. And Zachary? We hope you enjoyed our discussion today about Chinese work culture. Please leave a rating and review. You can uh, follow us on Instagram, probably not legit podcast. See you soon. Bye. Bye.